Hello, everybody, and welcome back to another episode of Misadventures with the Narcissist. I am happy to be back here with you today, and I also wanted to thank you to everybody who has subscribed, everybody who has sent me messages, uh, voice messages and emails and messages via Instagram, and also who's followed me on Instagram and even more so, thank you to everybody who keeps listening to this podcast. And yeah, thank you so much for being here with me. I am very honored that you are taking time out of your day to listen to my story. So in today's episode, I want to talk about um, a recent podcast episode that I was listening to. And I want to talk about and explore the topic of whether or not I, or maybe you, if you're in the same situation, are being stuck in the trauma loop every time we tell our story of narcissistic abuse. And I'm going to link the podcast episode that I was listening to below in the show notes, but this it's basically episode 72 of the Narcissistic Trauma Recovery Podcast with Caroline Strawson. And the title of that episode that I was listening to is why keeping telling your your narcissistic abuse story can keep you stuck. And then this is the quick description of the episode because this is what I want to talk about today. So she says, this week we will talk about the negative effects of keeping repeating your story over and over. Of course, all of us who went through narcissistic abuse want to be heard and validated, and that's why we need to tell our story. However, from a neuroscience perspective, the more we keep telling our story of abuse, the more we are slowing down our healing process. Today, we will explore how our mind works and understand what happens in our body when we talk about our story of abuse and what can help us to overcome this trauma. In this episode, you will learn why repeating our story of abuse over and over makes our healing process slower, what trauma vortex is and how we get there, what happens in our body every time we relive our relationship with a narcissist, why we must pay attention to the content we consume on the internet and on social media about narcissistic abuse. Um, and then she says, much of the content about narcissistic abuse we see on social media is about how terrible it is, whether it is made with humor through memes or actual stories. And it is awful indeed, but that kind of content focuses on the narcissist, on the abuse, and therefore activates the negative feelings we had while enduring that abuse. The way I see it, our focus should be elsewhere, on our recovery, what we can learn about ourselves, and what we can use from it to grow and evolve. So I listened to this episode. It's not that long. I think it's about 20 minutes or so. And I highly recommend you listen to, as I said, I will link it below. But the reason I wanted to talk about this is because this is something that has come up many times for me, and I've even mentioned it on the podcast a few times where I've said that I don't know if I want to keep telling the story. I don't know if I'm stuck in the trauma response or the trauma vortex, as she calls it, by keep telling my story. Sometimes I just want to move on and forget all about it and just kind of move on with my life. So I wanted to talk about that today because she's right in a lot of ways. Um, but I also feel like we need to tell our story and you need to tell your story because we cannot keep it inside. And we also need to be validated. We want people to support us. We want people to understand us. We want people to sympathize and empathize and 
just be there for us when we're going through such a traumatic thing. So here is my my experience with it. So when I first discovered that I was in an abuse or that I had been narcissistically abused, um, it was about two or three years, I think, after I had already gotten divorced. So I was totally divorced from the narcissist. I didn't really, um, you know, we were, I mean, we were still talking because we have three children together, but we were not in a, in a romantic relationship anymore. And when I discovered what had happened to me, um, and, (laughs) um, I'm pausing here because a lot of people would have you rephrase it as, what had happened for me, or it happened for you, not to you. But I don't necessarily know that I agree with that. And I'd love your opinion on this as well. But when I discovered what had happened to me, and that there was a a label, there was a name to what I had gone through, I, I went through a lot of emotions. I went through a lot of tears. I went through a lot of grief. I went through a lot of um, things where everything, like literally everything made sense all of a sudden that didn't make sense before, before I knew about narcissistic abuse. Um, and I kind of wanted to tell everybody, I wanted to shout it from the rooftops that look what happened to me. Look why, look at why I'm here why I am the way I am, why I act the way I act. And not that the narcissistic relationship defined everything about me, but it was a huge part of who I was and how I was showing up in the world. And it still is in a lot of ways today. And I literally wanted to tell everybody. I wanted to learn as much as I could about it. I bought books on it. I subscribed to so many YouTube channels. Maybe you guys can relate to this too learning about narcissistic abuse and every single thing I read, I listened to podcasts. I subscribed to Instagram accounts and Facebook and YouTube videos and literally every video that I would watch or everything that I would listen to or read or learn about, my jaw would drop and I would feel like, oh my God, this all makes sense. This literally all makes so much sense. And I wanted everybody to know what I had discovered. Um, And I think the reason I wanted, and I don't, I I mean, I mean everybody, but I also mean mostly like the people that were closest to me, um, the people that are part of my daily life. So I don't know why, but I felt this need to tell everybody what happened. So obviously, I showed some friends, you know, and and family members. And I was like, hey, this is what happened with me and my ex. You know, what do you think? And um, I kind of was looking for validation. And I would send them articles. I would send them videos. I would talk to them on the phone about it. I would text about it. Like I was literally obsessed with learning as much as I could and helping my close circle learn and understand as much as they could too, so they could support me better. Um, Not better, that's the wrong word, but so they can show up for me in the way that I needed them to show up for me. And I did that for a while, maybe a couple of months, maybe, I don't know, I still do that to this day. (laughs) Um, And it's been a few years, but I think what, what happened 
was that I did not get the responses that I was hoping to get. So, and she talks about, Caroline talks about this in her podcast episode where we have this thing, this epiphany or this learning or realization, and we want to share it with everybody. And we have this expectation of the type of response that we expect to get from them. And when they don't give us that response, then we kind of feel defeated, we feel unseen, we feel invalidated, and we go back into that withdrawn kind of um, phase where we don't feel understood, we feel misheard, we feel judged, we feel, I don't know, just not, not validated. And I don't know if you guys can relate to this, but if you can, I'd love to know, just follow me on Instagram and send me a message. And let me know if you can relate to this as well. But I found that there was not one person um, that was close. Well, actually, no, I shouldn't say that. There were maybe about two people that were close to me that could actually relate to what I was saying. And in my mind, I felt like when they said, oh my God, me too. I was also in a relationship with a narcissist. Is that what that's called? That makes sense. Um, so I felt like I was providing great feedback and great value to the people that I was sharing this with. And in turn, I was hoping that they would also go and do all the research that I've done. Now, I'm not talking about like strangers on friends on Facebook. I'm talking about close friends and family members who I interact with almost on a daily basis, right? Like those were the people who... I thought would literally go spend as much time as I spent um, learning about all of this and trying to make sense, trying to, <clears throat> excuse me, trying to make sense of it all so they can understand me and help me and support me and, and be there for me and understand the language that I was speaking. But that is not really what happened. Most people were like, oh, okay. Uh, and then why don't you just move on? That's nice that you figured it out, but why don't you just move on? And it was really disappointing. It was really sad. It was, they were obviously not as invested in learning about narcissistic abuse as I was, which I guess makes sense, right? I don't expect everybody to take on my problems and my issues in order to help me or to be there for me. But I think I was hoping for a different response. And when I didn't get that different response, I felt invalidated and I felt unseen. So what I did was I went out and wrote an article on medium.com and I have the article linked in the show notes as well. And that is how a lot of you who are listening to this podcast found this podcast. You guys found it through that article. And I felt like I wanted everybody, I wanted the whole world to know, right? Like if my close friends and family were not giving me the response or the reaction that I thought I needed from them at the time, I was going to go ahead and share this with the whole world. So I wrote this article to date. It has been read more than 100,000 times, and I think it's got over 200 comments or so, and I still get emails or responses or comments to that article a few years later from people thanking me for the article, and it was the first time where I actually felt seen and felt heard and validated, and I felt like somebody actually understood 
what I was going through. And there was a whole world out there of people just like you guys, all of you listening, or probably most of you listening to this podcast, who actually know what it's like and who felt the things I felt and who did the things I did and who can relate to me more than anybody else could. And once I saw the response to that article, I felt like, you know, there is a lot more to the story. There is more that I want to say. There is a lot more that I want to go to or go through a lot more things that I want to explain and things that I need to kind of get off my chest um, in order to be able to process this as part of my healing. So I launched this podcast that you're listening to today about a year after I wrote that article. And just to back up for a second. So once I wrote that article, I sent it to almost everybody that I knew. So I wrote the article anonymously because I was not quite ready to reveal my name, but I sent the article to my therapist, my spiritual worker. I sent it to friends and family who knew me really well, who are part of my daily life. And it was a long article. It was about 30 minutes long. And I said, hey guys, here is what I wrote. And this is how I'm feeling. This is where I'm at in my healing process. Everything makes sense. And I would love for you to read this. Now, some people read it right away and they said, oh my God, I can't believe it. I'm so sorry. Um, how, you know, how could this have happened? Like you're a great writer and, you know, complimenting me and really supporting me. And other people who I thought would read it um, didn't. And I didn't hear anything from them for weeks after I put out this article and I shared it with them. And I wanted them to read it because it would mean a lot to me if they understood me and understood how I felt and what I was going through. And some people didn't read it. And I, you know, I, I was upset. I was really hurt. I felt again, invalidated and hurt. And there was that thing again with having expectations and not having your expectations met and feeling like nobody cares. Nobody's listening. People are just going on with their lives. And I mean, that's true, right? Like we're all wrapped up in our own little world here, but it really, really hurt. It hurt more than anything I had done or said up to that point. And then there were a bunch of people that I followed up with, you know, when I was like, hey, did you read my article? <laughs> you know, would love to know what you what you thought of it. And some people finally wrote back and they're like, oh my God, yeah, I read it. I'm so sorry you went through this. And then that was kind of the last of it. And it was, I don't know, for me, I felt like up to that point in my entire life, that was the most vulnerable, honest um, sort of experience that I had shared. It was like the most insight into me that I had ever given to anybody. And for people to be mostly, for the people who um, who are close to me to be mostly nonchalant about it and to just be like, yeah, whatever, that sucks. He sucks. It's time to move on. You know, you can't harp on it and let it go, which was mostly what 
I was met with, um, it was just really, really hurtful. And again, I went back feeling unheard, unloved, unsupported, and it, it put me back into the trauma loop again. So a lot of what Caroline talked about in her podcast is true because we have these expectations of how we want people to react. And when they don't react that way, then we have all sorts of emotions to go along with that. So that was um, back then. I was still listening to a ton of podcasts, still reading a lot of books and listening to YouTube videos and reading social media and all of that about narcissistic abuse. Um, I even took some courses on how to heal from narcissistic abuse. And I was feeling like, you know, I'm on my path to healing, but I still felt unheard for some reason. I still felt unvalidated maybe. So that's when I launched this podcast. And I thought, you know, I am just going to tell my story from the heart, from my experience, from what I remember, um, because this did happen, some of it 20 years ago, some of it five years ago, some of it is happening today, but it was over a wide range of time of about 18, 20 years or so. And I started sharing my story on the podcast. And I put out a message on Facebook, uh, a post to, it was a private post to like only my friends and all of the, like my, um, the people that were following me and friends with me on Facebook. It was about, I think about, I don't know, 1500 people at the time. And I put out a po this post and I said, Hey, you guys, I so much of what's happened makes so much sense. I launched the podcast. I'm not brave enough to share it here, but it is about narcissistic abuse. It is about what I've been through in my marriage. And I'm sharing my whole story. If you want the link, let me know. And I will show you the link or I'll share the link with you. But if you guys want to know me a little more, this is what I'm putting out there. And maybe a handful of people responded, right? Like most people did, someone wrote, oh no, I can't believe that happened to you. Um, a couple of people love my post and maybe a handful, I want to say maybe three or four people actually wrote to me, sent me a DM and said, hey, I would love to listen to what you've gone through. I'd love to listen to your story and I would love to, you know, to learn more and I'd love to have the link to your podcast. So I send them the link and I never heard from them again. So I don't know if some of them may still be listening today. I don't know. Um, but I think from what I remember, I cannot remember anybody who asked me for my link to the podcast who actually wrote after they listened to the first few episodes and, um, and said, oh, wow. Okay. <laughs> you know, thanks for sharing. Um, there was actually one person on Instagram and a close friend who I shared this with them and, um, you know, they, they did write back and say, hey, thanks for sharing this. I'm sorry this happened. But the majority of the other people who asked for the link, I never heard from them again. Literally have not heard from them in the last few years since I started. Well, I started the podcast about a year and a half ago. So I have not heard from them in a year and a half. And again, 
that brought up a lot of feelings of insecurity, feeling unvalidated and not, you know, I don't want to say that like I'm going around looking for validation, right? I'm not, um, I'm still living my life, doing my thing, running my business, taking care of my kids, all of the things that I need to do. So I'm not just sitting there looking for validation, but this is a very important part of me that I felt needed to be shared for many reasons, which I've talked about in previous episodes. And the fact that nobody really wrote back and the fact that from over 1,500 friends that I had on my Facebook, a handful of them, maybe three or four, literally said that they wanted the link. Um, It was just really hurtful. And I think many of you may have felt that way. And many of you may have felt unseen. I don't know how many of you who listened to the podcast actually wrote about it or, um, you know, or have a podcast about it. Maybe you guys just talk about it in therapy or with friends and family and all of that. Um, But there is this need, I think, at least for me, to share my story and to have my story received in a way that makes me feel like somebody else understands what I'm going through. And I know a lot of you guys who listen to this podcast have sent me so many messages. So I know you know what I'm going through. I know you see me. I see you too. (laughs) I know you're validating me and hopefully I'm doing a good job validating you guys as well. And I believe all of the things and all of the messages you sent me Um, And I think for the first time with this podcast, I felt heard and seen and validated. But what happened with that was that it, again, it made me really sad because I felt, you know, strangers on the internet are more invested in my story than friends and family that I care about and that love me and that I love them too. And there are people who have never listened, people really close to me who have not listened to even the intro episode. Um, And that's really, really hurtful because I know if someone, like if one of my friends, someone close to me was dealing with something and they said, oh my God, I finally have a diagnosis or I know what I'm going through and here's my experience, I would buy their book and read it, which I've done. I would listen to their podcast, which I've done. I would watch their YouTube videos and I would literally read or watch or listen to everything they put out there because I want to get to know them better. I want to connect with them. I want to understand them. I want to validate them and I want to be able to support them. And I think I was expecting that. Um, of other people close in my life as well. And then when they didn't give that to me, I felt really sad and withdrawn and misunderstood and invalidated and all of the things that I have been talking about. And I think because of that, I have this need to keep telling my story and to keep like uncovering things and share new things that I'm realizing. And I don't watch as many YouTube videos or listen to as many podcasts as I used to, but I really felt like there was a time when I needed, I needed to watch those things and read those stories of other people going through this because that is how I validated myself. 
and my experience. Now, I guess I did kind of go back in the trauma of it all because there were times where it was like all consuming and I would sit and watch a YouTube video and then just start crying and, um, you know, and feeling like my whole day was wrapped around this one thing that I learned or realized. So yeah, it did me, it did bring me back to the trauma response, to the trauma loop, to all of the things that I had experienced when I was married and the things that, and the abuse that I still experience now to this day. So I think there is a time and a place to go and learn about it as much as you can. There's a time and a place to talk to people about it until you feel understood and seen and validated. There's a time and a place to share your story with strangers on the internet or with friends and family. And at the same time, not everybody is going to receive you the way you want to be received. And I think that has been the hardest part for me in all of this. It's not even, I mean, obviously the abuse is its own thing, um, but it's just people not reacting the way I needed them to react. And I know that sounds crazy because you can't control anybody's behavior. You can't really even have expectations about how people should react because they're not in your shoes. They're not in your story. They're not you. So they're going to do them and they're going to react the way they would react, not the way you would want them to. So I'm not even saying that everybody needs to, to do what I'm, you know, to react or, um, I think I'm going off on a tangent, but I think I've learned what I'm trying to say is that I have learned that not everybody is going to react the way I needed them to at the time. And that's okay. I think it helped me to validate myself. And in a way it was really helpful that they didn't kind of, um, give into, or maybe indulge all of my stories and all of that. Cause I've had people who were talking to, like, I was telling them something and they're like, well, I've, I've already heard that story before. Like I can tell that my friends and family were tired of hearing about my narcissistic ex-husband. I think they're tired of it. Um, and I'm tired of it too, but I think the story needs to still be told. So having said all of that, I am still going to do the podcast. I am still going to continue to tell my story. If I end up going back into the trauma vortex, then that's fine. That's what needs to happen for my healing. But I wanted to encourage you guys to, because if you need to tell your story, write about it, talk about it, start a podcast about it, do YouTube videos about it, whatever you need to do, go ahead and do it in order to move your healing forward. And sometimes with healing, it's one step forward, two steps back, right? Like you make progress and then you fall back, make progress, fall back. And then over time, you are going to come out of this. You are going to heal. You may have some scars. I know I do. I know I have a lot of scars, but there is the other side. And I feel like I am on the other side, but still have so much to share and so much to say. So this is what I wanted to talk about in this episode, because I've been struggling a little bit about whether or not sitting down at the microphone 
every week or every few months, like I've done in the past, is actually hindering my healing. But I don't think it is. I am grateful to have this platform. I am grateful that I am leaving this out there and sharing this with a ton of other people, tens of thousands of other people who are also going through this and who need their story validated as well. So that's what I want to share in today's podcast. I hope this made sense. (laughs) Um, Thank you guys for listening. I know I was rambling on for a little bit there, but thank you so much for listening and I will see you next week. Bye. Thank you.